Hey guys, I'm Leslie. I'm Meta, and this is the Dumb, Dumber, and Chaotic Cinema Podcast. So we're two people who are definitely not experts watching review film and TV. Today we are reviewing The Coveted The Bachelorette, which I think Meta enjoys more than I do because it's just not my type of show. But I watched it. I we watched the most we watched the Katie Brown season. Is that her name? Katie Thurston. Thank you. I don't know. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) We watched Katie Thurston season, which uh, the finale aired um, Monday night on August 8th. And Marie, on August 9th. It would have been last night, as as we're filming. Let's say it's Tuesday. Yes. That is what I would say. But before we get into that, I was safe to go into our rage room. And today, we have something a little bit different, because... Um, Leslie and I both want to write about the same thing, so we are yeah. going to spend six minutes yes. t- ranting together about the Loki finale, so Loki spoiler finale. alert. Spoilers, I'll put yes. that in the description. Um, preface this, I just finished watching the show, like, yes. two days ago. Um, I, I was watching it in the moment, so I have had a little more time to think about uh, it. I started off watching it in the moment, and I just gave up halfway through. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get into it, but she didn't really like it. We'll get it. into it. We'll get into it. I have some feelings. Uh, okay, so I'll turn the timer on. So yes. Six minutes. Okay. Meta, do you want to go first? Because I feel like you have some thoughts that I can... Yes. <laughs> Here is my thing. I do not like what they did with Loki's character in the show. Like, I get what the intention was. It was, like, show that he turned into a better person, which we also saw in Thor Ragnarok um, and Thor the Dark World a little bit. Um, And I get that that was the intention, and I get that they tried to explore this new dynamic where he, like, falls in love. Um, Which, by the way, I don't get what people say it's, like, incest, because I think it makes total sense for him to fall in love with a variant of himself. Um, And also, I think, like, Sylvie is kind of a really good match for him because no one can challenge Loki like Loki, right? So I think that they make a lot of sense together. I really I actually really like that dynamic. I like that dynamic. And I get I get that they tried to show him in love. But I feel like they took out all of the interesting parts of his character where I the original pe- reason why people like Loki so much is because of that mischievous side. And because there was a heart of gold underneath it, obviously. But yeah. also because he never laid down and took the fate that was given to him. He kept on fighting for what he wanted, and sometimes he did the wrong thing, yeah, but he also knew how to go above that. And I feel like in the the TV show, by the end, it was like he he did whatever Sylvie wanted him to do. Like, Sylvie was, like, the leader, and Loki just kind of took it laying down. That's what I thought. And then I just did not like that they didn't really show that trickster side of his personality because I feel like that would have been such a cool, like, I don't know. I think they could have done a lot more with that side of his personality and still, like, brought it back in ways, but not directed it towards people who are obviously trying to help him, like like they did with, like, Thor, where he would use it against the Avengers, like the good guys. But he could have been a trickster to, like, King or somebody else. But I just, I really miss that side of his personality. Like, I feel like they took away his personality and made him into, like, a love-struck idiot who got tricked by Sylvie in the end. That yes. was my thoughts. Yes. So, to add on what Meta said, uh, so, I should probably start off saying, Loki is a character that is, like, close to my heart. Like, Bucky is. Like, he's very, like, 
very, I love Loki's character. She has a thing. And I, um, it might have to do because he's played by Tom Hiddleston, but that's besides the point. But, uh, I agree with you how they kind of messed up his character, especially by the end. Um, uh, I should say the end because there's going to be a season two. But by the season finale, uh, especially, I was very upset with how the show, how the season ended, where Loki gets pushed through the portal after they kiss for the first time, which was a buildup. And I appreciate that, that, like, that, that there was sort of like a buildup to their relationship, but also the, the whole part where the he who, he who shall remains, whatever his name is. Um, he mentions how uh, Sylvie can't trust people and Loki's not trustworthy. But we already spent so many episodes on them building that trust. And then it just gets ruined. Literally. And I'm like, really? But I will give Tom Hiddleston this. That scene where, where we just see Loki like it's just like a, a close-up shot of just his face and he's very heavily acting i've never seen tom hiddleston act so much and i could like feel that emotion of like oh this is the like other than thor and maybe mobius sylvie was the only one who really showed him compassion that like his that his mother showed like showed him that frigga showed him yeah. Like that type of like trust and kind of compassion for him and like caring about him, like that was it. It, it was depressing. I will say that, uh, and I do agree with you that like we did see we needed more of like that trickster. I feel like that would have been really interesting, considering that like it's literally two Lokis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but I feel like we don't really see a lot of Loki's softer side besides maybe in Ragnarok a little bit. When, especially towards Thor, we don't really see that a lot, and I feel like this was a nice change, but I don't like how far they went. Yeah. With, like, with like the love-struck yeah. puppy. I do appreciate that this was made by a female director, and there's so many hair flips. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, on TikTok, there's a song that's, that's literally about Tom Hilson. I, I recommend, go listen to it, because I sing it all the time now. Um, so... I give anyone credit there. I that's all I have to say, really. That's all I really have to say. I think they really kind of by the end they kind of crossed over that line where Loki was no longer the character that we knew him as. They yes. kind of went too far. Like if they would have stopped at some point, it would have been so much better. Thank you. I definitely agree with that. I, I think they crossed over. I don't think it's a bad thing for them to show this. Yeah. I think it's a really... Because we've never seen him like this before. And I think it's mm-hmm. interesting that he fell in love with someone who's literally a carbon copy of himself. Who's <laughs> just female. Um, which, by the way, Loki's gender fluid. If they would have given him a male one, it would have been awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so uh, on that note, yes, I think that they could have they, they just crossed over a line. Yeah. I think if they, I think it would better, I think how they can fix it is stepping back a little bit and, and go back to his roots in season two, mm-hmm. which I hope they do. Cause now we're just left off thinking like, cause where we left off is that uh, Mobius and agent, I don't know that her agent number, but the one who like 
that one. Yeah. <laughs> it was great for brainwash for a hot second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he goes there and we find out that, like, he's in a different branch of reality, yeah. not the TVA that he was in. Right. So, so Moby still doesn't know who Loki is. Exactly. Um, I think that's which a, is I so think sad it's, because it's I so love Owen but... Wilson and Tom, Tom Hiddleston. Like, the Loki movies, like, chemistry. Like, it yeah. was great. So. You know, I will say, as a parting thought, yes, there, there's a difference between character growth and completely mm-hmm. changing a character's, like, soul. I think yeah. it took away Loki's soul. And that really, as someone who actually really enjoyed his character and his character growth throughout the previous movies, it wasn't great to see. Yeah. I mean... Because we have to put in in perspective that this is a Loki from 2012, so technically it's Loki before Ragnarok, still Avengers, the first the first Avenger movie, not not mm-hmm. Captain first Avenger, the first Avenger movie <laughs> with the Corsairs, mm-hmm. um, that he hasn't had that character growth yet, and it and so we don't really know. Yeah, uh, but I think that's also why that twist was so like weird. Weird. At, yes, the, like, at the beginning, he's still talking about his glorious purpose and, like, taking over and all that stuff. That's, but, like, the, that's the great... Also, there's that whole moment at the last scene. Um, he who shall remain says, like, oh, you guys can take over. You can finally have that throne that you want. And Sylvie and Loki have that whole knife-to-the-throat fight about how she doesn't trust him anymore. That's and so that, like, you're just not, that, like, you're just gonna take the throne for yourself. I'm like, we spent three episodes, Literally. three episodes of them building that trust that we finally thought they were getting at. Also, that whole scene where Loki conjures a blanket because he was cold and like asks Silly for it and gives like gives it Silly. Mm-hmm. They are frost giants. They don't get cold. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. It just. It, it, it I just feel, feel like, like their whole, the last season, the season finale kind of regressed what we, what already was the growth that we've seen. Right. It totally destroyed what was already coming. Yeah. I guess in, okay, I'm pretty sure we've already went over the six minute mark. But yes, we have. I, yeah, I will say in terms of that trust storyline, I did think not that it made sense, and I do think it kind of regressed it a little bit, but I also think in the context of Sylvie's character, I think it makes sense that she would have a much harder time trusting than Loki does. Just because she's been running her entire mm-hmm. life. And she got I mean like she got betrayed by Ramona basically when she was yeah. at the TVA. And it just I guess it makes sense, but also like it didn't feel because no, if anyone was gonna understand Sylvie, it would be Loki, and vice versa, because they're literally the same person. Yeah. <laughs> they're variants. That's why I think it makes um, sense to the character, too. Like, I don't think anybody else can understand Loki's trauma in the way that Sylvie does, and vice versa. Which, it's not incest if they're the same person. <laughs> also, that's such a People, weird argument to make. I yeah, know. people think it's weird, it's but I weird. really don't. I think it makes sense. Yeah, but okay, I think moving on. Yes. That was past the six minute mark. Um, six minute mark. 
I turned the, I turned the thing off. I was like, I'm just gonna make sure it doesn't go over. Because okay. I have a Spencer Reed for y'all listeners. I have a Spencer Reed ringtone, and y'all don't want to hear it. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, we're gonna go into our um, our chaotic cinema, or what, what did we say the TV one was? I don't remember. Our segment where we're going to talk about The Bachelorette, and just for quick context, I've been watching The Bachelor, Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, like, the entire franchise for a couple years now. Um, Leslie's a first-time watcher. I kind of made her do this so I could talk yeah. about it. Yes. Um, and yes. so I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, those different perspectives. And for preface, I didn't, I didn't watch the show. I watched the recap yes. videos of yes. Bachelor... <laughs> Yeah. If you do not have enough patience or time to watch two-hour episodes every week, Bachelor Fan Take on YouTube does these really amazing recaps that are like 15 to 20 minutes long, and they really are very thorough and explain what happened. I love them. I love them too much now. Like, I would watch them just fun now because he adds so much, like, his narrating voice is so sweet. I love it. And, like, he adds memes in. If you love Marvel, he adds a lot of Marvel memes yeah. that I yeah. love. I, he I references actually, the TVA this season so hard. Yes. I I started watching his um, videos at the beginning of Cold Thunderwood season, or I guess we call him whom, he who must not be named anymore because the whole scan, this whole scan that happened with that. I Talking about the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. But so I've been watching it for a couple of years. He's a really great YouTube channel to watch. Because I'm like, who has two hour who has like two hour break on Because I was gonna do this, I would have to watch like an episode a day. Like it, it it's it's long. Yeah. It's long. Yeah. And I wasn't caught up. So yeah. I had like I had to watch eight no, nine at nine episodes of it, because technically I think it's week nine. Yeah. Well, the point is, we're going to start talking about it. Um, I have a little bit of a list. So I maybe, yeah, first thing I want to talk about, what did you think? I want to hear your opinion on this because you never watched it when Chris Harrison was the host. Uh, I knew uh, who he was. I yeah. heard it on BuzzFeed when he left. <laughs> yeah, there was a whole scandal. He defended someone he probably shouldn't have defended um and it kind of like fell into the same kind of the black lives matter movement was happening so it was a huge like uproar to have him resign basically (laughs) and he did and so i kind of wanted to see what you thought of caitlin and tisha being the host okay so to preface this if if y'all haven't seen the bachelorette the whole like synopsis of this show is that one oh one girl is a, I'll say a single bachelorette dates multiple men over several weeks and then she narrows them down through a rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Tasha and is it Caitlin? Yes. Caitlin. Tasha and Caitlin. I think cause, because they're previous bachelorettes, mm-hmm. um, right? Am I wrong? I think that's an excellent idea. And I think for the bachelor, they should have previous bachelors as a house because I feel like those in those situations they're not normal dating situations and especially in this season you get a lot of drama and pressure you see a lot of that on katie and uh i think having uh previous bachelorettes who have gone through this before helped her a lot 
in making decisions. Um, and I think it was a really good idea. I liked it. Yeah, personally, I I didn't necessarily dislike Chris Harrison's hosting. I do dislike his views. Um, and I do not stand for what he said. I didn't dislike his hosting, but I did think that it makes so much sense for previous bachelorettes to be there to advise. And I think it has like that like women supporting women vibe. Yeah. That, and, and I it like feels more genuine, I guess. And it's so yeah. much and like as women we know like it's so, so much easier to talk about our feelings with other women. Not always, but most of the time. Yes. So I like that. Yeah. I do think that with the outfits there could have been better color coordination and style coordination. <laughs> um that was a bit distracting at times. But other than and I guess they could have had somewhat of a bigger role than and mm-hmm. like it just felt like when they popped up, it was like a surprise. Everything it just was felt like they were like commentators. They weren't yes. really hosts. Yeah, exactly. Um, but so I guess other than that, I thought it was good. Next, definitely next time they need to have like better outfits prepared. Yeah, but to be fair, this was like after quarantine, I think. Or yeah. were they filling us during? I don't yeah. know when this. Uh, they were <laughs> during like I think April. Okay, Maybe. so it was still, like, quarantine yeah. yeah. Um, And from coming, like, during that time, maybe they just didn't get, have good communication with the producers of how mm-hmm. they really wanted this to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably. Um, the weird part is that there's a stylist on the show, which, by the way, is <laughs> a different thing to talk about, because the outfits, like, some, some of the outfits that Katie wore this season were horrible. And that's been a huge discussion this season online. Um, one thing about reality TV is that it's never just on TV. There's a lot of discussion on like social media and stuff. But one discussion that's been happening online is about like how terrible some of those outfits were. Like one of them was just like a plain green t-shirt. That wasn't even like, Didn't she wear the same sweater like three times this season? Basically. <laughs> In the same pair of jeans. Yeah. Like it was it was they need a new stylist um but okay yeah i definitely agree that like they need to see better coordination about that um so can- i thought we could talk about some of the villains okay um the first to preface one this- okay okay go ahead wait no go ahead what are you gonna say to preface this i was watching this the the recaps last night and thus, I was texting Meta, and what did I text you? Speaking you of villains? You texted me, I believe, something along the lines of, I fucking hate Carl. <laughs> Which is how I was feeling. I was screaming that. I was like, I fucking hate Carl. He is the worst. <laughs> I feel like after Carl, there was no true villain. Because the two villains that were really in the show were Thomas and Carl. And, like, Hunter for a little bit at the and end. And Hunter for a little bit, but I didn't understand that. No, because the story, you know, all he was was a fan of the show. What is Aaron, the issue with that? I feel like the real villain was Aaron, with the way that he, like, attacked everybody. I was just like... Oh, yeah, 100%. Aaron attacked everyone. Everybody. It was so weird to see. Also... There was this whole, like, thing where it was, like, we have to protect Katie. We are going to be... That never... I've heard that never ends well in any of the seasons. The Knight in the Shining Armor Syndrome. Which, I get it. 
especially Trey, that whole like sub part where he, first of all, the whole point is that you have, if you don't know, you have, they have like these alone times before the rose ceremony during like the mm-hmm. cocktail yeah. par- party portion of the show. Yeah. And after every cocktail party, Katie would say, I feel exhausted because they would not talk about their relationship during the cocktail. They would talk about the drama that is going on with the guys. And definitely the worst of it was Aaron. Eventually James joined in, Brendan a little bit, and Trey, who I, I... I have a different feeling about Trey because he's, I could feel like he was like genuinely a good person. I think he had good intentions. Yes. I'm not saying he's a bad person. I'm saying that he had good intentions. Yeah. It's just that everyone was trying to do that. Yeah. And she doesn't need that. No, it was. She just- can, she's a smart girl. She can figure this out herself. Yeah. And I feel like, okay, I feel like with like, with Hunter, it didn't make any sense. No. Thomas, I somewhat got it. But with Carl, I feel like there was definite proof that he was a villain. Like, the way that he brought it up, like, I don't use the term, like, gaslighting, like, easily. Oh, I definitely gaslighted, 100%. I think Thomas kind of gaslighted. We'll get into Greg later. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, um, But uh, I think Thomas somewhat gaslighted because... He kind of kept quiet about how he had intentions. His main intention kind of was to be the next bachelor. See, that this was the, but like everyone who joins the show has that thought in their head. Like, oh, if I'm a fan favorite, then maybe I can be the bachelor. Right. It's a natural. Do I think that he should have mentioned that? No. I think it was a sign of, like, I think that him being honest was good and that he was being honest about it. Yeah. But I think it was just blown out of proportion, honestly. Yeah. I think him being honest about it was good. I think later on, he started to say stuff to, like, save himself. And a lot of the stuff just wasn't It It just sounded ingenuine. It didn't sound genuine when he was speaking. Exactly. And I feel like that was the issue. Yes, yeah. everybody. And later in the mentella, when, when Trey was like, oh, I've never thought about being the bachelor. Like, that's complete bullshit. That is complete bullshit. Every yeah. guy on that stage has thought about being fucking bachelor. Yeah. Because literally, I'm 9% sure that like if you're on the bachelorette, mm-hmm. you have thought about being the next bachelor as right. a dude. Because it gives you a platform. If you're a fan favorite, then you might become The Bachelor. Yeah. It's not that hard with that. I think it's an issue when it's your main goal. Goal. But because, then, because then you're not there to find love in that person. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes it's just a like, simple thought of like, hey, if I don't find love, and like I could go on to be The Bachelor, like the bachelor and that's cool. But if, you're, if your entire goal is to be The Bachelor, that's the issue. Yeah. Now, for Carl specifically, I think the fact that he brought it up and didn't name yes. names so was many times, issue. and he didn't have any evidence. And like, even when Thomas was gone, he yes. would still mention it. He'd be like, "I know there's more than one guy here who doesn't have good intentions." Mm-hmm. Like, how? Where is your evidence, Carl? Where is your mm-hmm. evidence? And then when, when questioned about it, he didn't say. He was like, "Oh, yeah, he I, says, oh, I know there's more people." No, see, but that, it, 
it was manipulation. It yes. made Katie feel like she was missing something, so missing some information. It put every other guy there on the line and put their relationships on the line. Yes. And there was nothing to back it up. And it was gaslighting. It was manipulated. <laughs> it was manipulative. I would say. It was just not good. And then later on, the men tell all, when questioned about it, when and he was like, oh, it was Thomas. But, like, I don't think that he actually thought that. Like, did, did he turn out to be, did it turn out to be true that, like, Thomas had somewhat wrong intentions? Yes. But I don't think that that was, I don't think he was thinking of Thomas. That's my thing. I really feel like it, he got lucky that that came up in the next episode and then he used that as a mental. Yeah. I feel like, uh, especially, um, we had drama on the first night between, was it Cody and, and someone else? And, and Aaron. Aaron? I have like notes. Cody and Aaron, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I wrote down. Yeah. Cody, they had a, they had a whole, because apparently Cody and Aaron come from the same town. Yes. And they, they know each other. And I don't remember who one was it Aaron that went up to Katie and was like, "Oh, I don't like yeah. this dude." Yeah, I'm like, was... what does it matter if you like if you don't like this dude? What does it matter? Yeah, I feel like Aaron was a problem from the start, but we didn't like <laughs> until the end. And then also, I like obviously ended up it ended up being that Cody got eliminated because he really was there looking for fame. But it, you, you can't just go over somebody and be like, "I don't like you." Because it just doesn't make sense. Oh, because we don't get any context. No, look, I genuinely feel like the like the real villain of the season was Aaron. Oh yes, I agree. He exhausted me. And now a lot of our listeners. Yes, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. And I was gonna say, and he's gonna be on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. So we're gonna see how that goes. With by the way, with he's gonna be a Bachelor in Paradise with Trey and James. Ugh. Yeah. I don't like that. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So remind me who James is again. Remind um, me. He was the one who wore, like, way too much hair gel. And had a real problem against Hunter. Hunter. In particular. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, there's too many guys. I can't keep track. Oh, Andrew's the, 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 Andrew's the one who did the British accent who had Bridgerton in his yeah. intro. Okay. I liked Andrew S. I liked him. He's nice. I really liked him. He was him. nice. If anything, I would date him. I would too. <laughs> he was, there's a lot of call for him to be the next factor, and I'm 100% behind it. Yeah, but I think, I'll, I'll get into who I think the next factor is going to be. I okay. think I know who's going to be, though. Oh, uh, interesting. I think I know who's going to be, and I really hope it's this dude, because I'm rooting for him. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get, what's the next thing on your... Uh, so we went through Kaylee Taylor, we went through Crowley. I think we discussed our thoughts on Thomas enough. The next thing on for me right now on this list is the whole Greg drama. Just like from Oh my god, okay. So I had to do like deep research into this. I had to watch Netflix. I okay, so in the recap that I watched, it was very it I think the main drama started when Greg and Katie went to see Greg's parents yes. right i will say well, obviously will just say. his mom and his sister and yes i do think though before that i had really weird feelings about greg from the beginning 
like from the beginning, I was like, I'm not sure how I feel about this guy because he's getting like this spectacular edit, and he like like oh, yeah. all the time, like, and I was like, this doesn't feel authentic. This doesn't feel genuine. I feel like something is wrong. Like there, like something is definitely gonna go wrong. And here. they mentioned in the in the recap that usually the first guy that comes out, if you don't, you even get in the first night, Greg was the one that first came, yeah. uh, entering into the house. Uh, and they and they have to like the first guy who enters usually is the guy is one of the people who lasts the longest who has mm-hmm. most potential to be one of the final two. Yeah. Uh, usually the first and the last peak person who's like right. enjoyed. Um, and uh, I had a weird. I had something with you. I had a weird feeling about Greg. I'm like this guy seems too innocent. Um, <laughs> um, he's too to good be, to be true. Like the, yeah. Um, so on on the whole innocent thing. So like they mentioned um how he is kind of a shy person. Right. Um, which just sounds weird. He's on a dating show. He auditioned for this. Uh, <laughs> where it's a whole dating show where you go on live TV and you oh, try to date someone while she's dating multiple people. Um <laughs> And that really turned out to be the issue in the end, didn't it? Oh, really? Really? So, no, okay, I think I should really start, because I'm like a newbie. I feel like I should start off with, with talking about this. My real feelings about this. Let's go. So, uh, I think the drama really started, like I said, when they met his parents. And uh, as you find on the show, his dad passed away. And Katie recently, right? I think, no. I think his dad passed away recently. Katie's dad passed away. I think she said in 2012. Yeah, so uh, they kind of bonded over having a similar loss in their life, which I think was a really interesting plot point. I shouldn't say plot point, but but tight. Because let's be honest, reality TV isn't reality. Let's be honest here. (laughs) It's a plot point that is targeted by the movies. So... so they kind of connected over that and bonded. And uh, um, he's having after the after they talk with their parents, which just sounded the whole meeting the parents thing was a little odd from the beginning. I felt really off. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so when uh, Katie and Greg sit down just to have a conversation just by themselves, Greg confesses that he fell in that he's falling in love with Katie. Right. And Katie has been saying multiple times in this show that, especially when she's being the parents to all these guys, which yeah. only happens with, like, the final four? Final, yes. Four. Uh, final four is when they meet the parents. Yeah. Um, and uh, she's like, I'm not going to tell anyone that I love them until, like, the final two, I think she said. Like, final two. And she's, like, waiting till till the end. Yes. Um, because she doesn't feel like... It did, she said it doesn't make sense for her to say to a guy when she's still dating other guys. Yeah, and I agree with her. I really um, like her, actually, yeah. I really like I can't, that, that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, he says that, and she doesn't really, like, after, and he has this whole heartfelt conversation about how he hasn't felt happy since his dad left, and, and she's made him feel happy. And I literally started crying when I was watching this. I literally started bawling my eyes out. Really? And I, okay, coming from a perspective, to be fair, I'm coming from a perspective that I lost a parent when I I was 15. So I understand 
That feels like. So, and I went into a relationship where I wasn't prepared for this type of thing, especially coming from that. So I have a different perspective than you. (laughs) I think, I think for me, what kind of turned me off in that moment instead of like really eliciting that same kind of response for me, I think it was the fact that it just like the fact that he said that she's the only thing that makes him happy. That concerned me. That it, it sounded codependent. I will give you that. Yes. It, sa- it reeked of it, toxicity and codependency. It was. Like, and we'll get I, into that because there's a whole thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Take a break from that. I'll okay. continue to explain. So he. So then Katie doesn't really respond, and she just kind of looks at him really sweetly and doesn't respond to this. And just so like, and he goes, "What?" And she goes, oh, "I'm just, like, I'm just looking at you." Like, <laughs> and he gets kind of defensive. He didn't, no, he didn't get, he got defensive, and he, he kind of stuck off, shut down. Then he shut okay. down, yes. and he didn't, and he's like, oh, well, I guess that you're not gonna reciprocate that, which I kind of get where he's coming from, <laughs> I kind of get it, yes. a little yeah. bit, I kind of, I think, um, she, I get, I also get where she's coming, this is a really difficult thing to talk yeah. about, because I get where both of them are coming. from what follows makes me angry though Mm -hmm. so after this whole thing the day after he goes to her uh her apartment her hotel room yeah her hotel room and they and they have like a decent hug and he's saying i'm fine she goes how are you and she goes i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine like he he keeps he keeps saying he's fine and we all know he's clearly not fine (laughs) And so this is all happening, and and then they just they just start arguing about how like he's like you didn't like you ha- you didn't reciprocate it. You obviously don't understand. I told you all my feelings, yeah. and I'm like, dude, I get where you're coming from, but like you need to have an like it just it just sounded gaslighty when he was saying that. Like it just sounded it yeah. reeked of codependency. Like right. I he's like I. Like, the whole, like, I can't live without you kind of conversation. How dare you not reciprocate? Like, this is a reality TV show. She has at least three more dudes to go through, my bro. Yeah. Honestly, my, I don't know if it sounded gaslighting because I think that's a really extreme version of what happened. But I do feel like he wasn't going in there to have a discussion he made up his mind and he kind of started like throwing his accusations around and like he he i feel like he put all the blame on katie in the scenario and then it just got uglier from there yeah because uh what happened after that they still kept arguing uh he threatened to leave because he said like i don't want to do this anymore i can't um do um and then uh, halfway through my brain was like dude you auditioned for the show you knew what you were getting into this was you knew there were gonna be more guys here that are competing for the same thing that you are her so grow the fuck up and so essentially he's he sits down and she's essentially begging him to stay thank you begging him to stay she's on her knees she's yeah she i didn't think she was literally begging for him to stay and he's like i forget what he said he's like um 
um, you don't understand. Yeah. You still don't understand. I'm like, she understands. You're the one that's not listening. <laughs> yeah, I just feel, I, I will say, I saw way too many people defending Bryce's behavior after this happened. Oh, just, yeah. It, it really frustrated me to watch this because, first of all, Katie should have had a better response. I, her boundary of not saying I love you, I think makes a lot of sense to me and I really liked it. But there was, she could have said something that was better than I just like looking at your face. I guess yeah. that. I do understand why Greg was hurt. However, that does not give him the excuse to act, to act the way that he did. Mm-hmm. He turned the entire situation around, put all the blame on Katie. He accused her of like not being the same person that she was. And then when she was trying, and she was like, trying to tell him without telling him that he was her number one like she got she was she said he was her number one she didn't outright say i'm gonna pick you but she did say like you are the front literally she she was trying to say that she would pick you without telling her she would pick him she was trying she was trying to give him the reassurance that he needed but i feel like at that point he had made up his mind yeah. He was he's not going to discuss, he's not going to, to, to hear Katie's side. He, I feel like he made up his mind. He went in there to put all the blame on Katie, and then he left. Yeah. And actually, it's interesting cause at at the and let's we'll talk about what happened at the uh, at the after the final rose last night. But it was interesting because I think in that he said it himself that he wanted her to leave in that moment with him, and I think that was a lot to expect out of her, and that was not fair to her at all. And then the way, the way he shut down when she was quite, she was like crying, she was sobbing, she was on her knees, she was begging to stay, and he just shut down. And he just walked away. Like, I don't know what kind of person you would be yeah. to walk away from somebody who is clearly that upset. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And it wasn't even like the kind of walk away where it was like, look, I need space. It was, he just walked away. Uh-huh. It just, I, I do think, uh, do I have a little bit of sympathy for Greg? Yes. But I, do, I don't think that he was right in this scenario. I don't think that he was mm-hmm. a jerk. He was a complete dick. I'm just perusing my notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I was going to Yeah. I was going to say, the other thing is, like, I there's been a lot of accusations floating around that like he went there to like pursue his acting career and stuff like that, which I don't think is true because there was that whole BS where she got angry during the was it was it the when uh Greg walks on on the last episode in the finale yeah. and he and he walks in and his uh I'll spoil alert she chooses Blake. <laughs> 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 And so uh, she doesn't really talk to him. Mm-hmm. And she has that whole argument. But like, oh, you're just an actor. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that's not what the issue is. That's not. He, I think he was mainly genuine through the show. I think he was mainly genuine wanting to find love towards her. Yeah. I don't think that was a lie. I think that was on just how he handled that one situation mm-hmm. coming from a person who has lost someone and kind of is closed off ish when they don't want to talk about their feelings. I get where he's coming from where mm-hmm. he kind of just shut down and then became defensive because he thought that the mm-hmm. other person wasn't going to understand. Yeah. And I get where that's coming from. I don't think he's an actor coming from a thespian who has done 
many productions and is, is an actor. I can tell you, no actor will be that defensive. That's not acting. That's how a person mm. is. Yeah, literally. If anyone's an actor, it's freaking Thomas. <laughs> oh my I, I think my overall thoughts about it are, first of all, I don't think anybody's necessarily... Okay, before I get to my overall thoughts, I will say, if he really did love her, he wouldn't have walked off after the first fight. I don't think he, I think he, the whole, I think he was more angry, and that's kind of what did it for him. He couldn't handle it. All the pressure, he couldn't do it anymore. So I think, I personally feel the best option for him was kind of to leave, because after that whole thing, I don't think we could, they could have recovered after that. Yeah. Honestly. But I, but I, the thing is, though, like, he came, before that whole fight, I, he came, I think he came with the intention to leave. And I, I, it, it doesn't feel like love if you're willing to walk away after one fight. Yeah. That's my thing. Now, in the after the final rose, their conversation was interesting. You see, I'll give a I haven't seen the, I've only read an article where it recapped what happened. Because they haven't posted the recap of it. Yeah. So, so I, I know who she chooses. And I know yeah. what happens. I don't really. Yeah, go ahead. I, I think, um, I think Katie kind of did herself a little bit of a disservice in the After the Finals because she came in very angry. Oh, yes. Very harsh. I've seen, and that was the whole actor thing where she got angry. It was like, I, like you are just an actor. I'm like, just because he went to acting school, it doesn't mean that he's that good of an actor. Literally. And it also doesn't mean that, like, he can do that. Like, that doesn't... Yeah. Because he went to acting school. Right. That's the thing. I just feel like... I think more than anything, I understand why she was upset. I do think that she could have not toned it down a little bit, but I think mm-hmm. the way... Just because of how upset she got, it kind of overshadowed everything with Blake, like, the actual love story there. I just didn't feel like a satisfying, yeah. happy ending that most of the time we get. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think, honestly, I'm kind of exhausted by the whole scenario. I, I think We are like Katie in this situation. We are exhausted. I think more than anything else, it's so obvious that Katie and Greg wouldn't have worked. No, I feel like even before or we we didn't really see a lot of I I know what they were trying to do because they had a lot of the one on ones was with Greg like yeah. a lot of them yeah and that yeah I don't know and yeah it was just I just think it's obvious that like they wouldn't have worked and I think that everything that happened eventually did happen for a reason because I didn't think I think she found. I think I think her and Blake can make it work if they want to, and I really think that I think that they are. And really I like that they're not getting engaged right away. I like that be. that in the article that I read, she said that like, oh, we're not going to get engaged right. Oh, we're not married. we're not going to get married right away. Yeah. We are engaged. Yeah. We're not going to get married right right. I like that because because yeah. they don't really. They don't really know each other. Let's let, let's just say that they haven't really 
besides being in this little bubble of reality TV Thanks. and sharing some DMs on the internet, they don't really know each other that well. Yeah, I think if you put it in perspective, if, if it was like nine weeks that the show went through, then that means, and Blake came in week four, that means they really knew each other for five weeks before they got engaged. And they actually knew each other, you know, they actually knew each other beforehand, because I think, isn't Blake from, from it's, he's from someone else's season. He's yeah, from Claire and Tasha's. Tasha's, yeah. Basically, I know, I know really that much. I know that he dated two other contestants. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel like that was a little bit unfair because what happened was that it was one season. Claire found her husband, left week four, left the beginning of week four, um, got engaged to that person, Dale. So her and Dale are still engaged. And then Tasha came in and Tasha did weeks four to ten. So, and Blake was there for that season. It was the same group of men. So, like, I feel like they really, like, made, made Blake seem worse than he was, because it wasn't his fault. Like, to but... be fair, he did date two girls. <laughs> yes, and, but it wasn't his and, choice. And I liked the part where, uh, where, I think it was, was it Kate? No. One of Blake's, was it Blake's sister that was asking, Blake's mm-hmm. mother and sister? I love them. They're like, it's like, you're, you're, are you falling in love with this girl? Yeah. Are you sure this one is the one? Like, yeah. are this one's the one? And I was like, I love their dynamic. You know what? I really feel like, maybe this is weird to say, I feel like Blake's mom and sister have a really similar energy to Katie. Yes. Which, it's weird, but I think it might explain why they get on so well. Also, speaking of that whole thing, wasn't there that whole, I forget who it was, but there was that whole one-off date. I forget whose one-off, one-on-one day it was. It was the cuddle therapist episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Mike. guy, Mike, was it Mike? Yeah. Was he the, was he the virgin one? Yes. Okay. And he, so said, he I, said, I was rooting for him. Why did he have look, to ruin it by saying, look. you remind me of my mom. <laughs> I was just in like, the middle of like while they were cuddling. It this was is while they were cuddling. It was it was weird. It, it was, was weird, weird, my dude. It so was weird. Speaking of first impressions, we'll we'll get off the great things. I feel like we need to get off of it. <laughs> okay, let's um, talk my oh Eva. I already said okay. So I want to talk about the first impressions that I had from like the first night. So Cody, okay. he brought. A freaking blow-up doll that he would hundred percent was intimate with. A hundred percent. He called it his girlfriend. That's weird. He yeah. got um who's the I forget who the uh the oh Connor B he showed up in a cat costume. Do I appreciate the bar? He went far. The only reason why he didn't go far enough is because they kissed and he, they were like, she was like, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Which I get. I think he's a great dude. Wait, did you watch the Ventol where they hired a random girl? Yes, there was a girl in the audience who was weird. <laughs> it was so like, I, I don't, I, she's like, I don't think it was the kiss problem. Yeah. And she actually went up and kissed. And then, if you look close enough, there's actually a girl in the audience wearing a cat costume. Yes, it's hilarious. <laughs> I will say, everyone, 
the internet loved Connor B, and I see why. I just, I didn't have any really strong feelings towards him throughout the season. Neither did I. Did I, I appreciate the guts that he had to show up in a cat costume? Yes. Do I think that he might be a furry, though? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not into that, so. I also feel like t- pe- men get too much credit for being sweet. Like, yeah, it's like that should be not, an, it should be an expectation. It shouldn't be. It's like, whenever I have to, you know, like, this literally. guy is really sweet and considerate. That shouldn't be. Yeah. That should A but plus. Yeah. That should be an expectation. Literally. I just, that's what I'm Connor be. And he's going to be on Paradise. So we had Trey, who was ball pit dude, who showed up in a truck and jumped mm-hmm. out of a ball pit. That was weird. You know what? Um, I feel like that explained his energy from the beginning, and he had the same energy. Yeah, you're right. It did explain his energy. But then there was Michael, who was watch dude. He showed up with a watch and said that, like, oh, it's like 200 years old. And he, and that was a lie. He got from the airport. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Uh, there was Justin, who's into art, which I appreciate. He showed up with the whole thing. I, I kind of liked Justin for a little bit. He wasn't special. But I don't know how he made it as far as he did. Neither did I. He was caught too. I, it that far. Uh, I will say, what did you think about Blake when he first came in? Because I, I, I had feelings about, I was like, Blake, I don't know. Something feels off about this dude. I don't know what it is. I was getting weird vibes, but then once I got to like kind of know him, I was like, Eh, he he wasn't a guy that I would go for, obviously. But uh, <laughs> he wasn't the type of guy that I would go for. But you know, Katie likes him. I don't care. Fuck, it's not my life. I, <laughs> I I kind of liked Blake from the beginning, and by that I mean like the beginning of Clarentasia season. Yeah, he got a lot of heat on the internet for no reason, other than looking like um the who's the big guy from Monsters Inc. Uh, Sully. Yeah. There's a lot. Of... By John Goodman, I think. Yeah. There are a lot of side by side of them. And <laughs> there is a resemblance. Yeah. But that's actually a good comparison, though, because Sully's actually really sweet and he cares about Boo. Exactly. So. Yeah, I will say, I I think that they are probably one of the more compatible couples I've seen come out of TV. Yes. In all of like the one off dates that they had, I feel like they had more compatibility than most of the people yeah. on there. I would say, like, as someone who's watched the show for many years at this point, I would say they're one of the more compatible ones actually coming out of, like, mm-hmm. the entire show. Like, yeah, they. I feel like the way that, I, I think it was all kind of illustrated on their first date where they were talking about how Blake goes to Africa for a couple of months out of the year, and yeah. Katie was like, I like that. I like that you have your own. Yeah. I like that we can be independent. And I feel like that was the one where I kind of like realized that, like, that was the one for me where I was like, huh, I can see this. Yeah. Yeah. Can we talk about what the fuck is a globe? What the fuck? In week two, what the fuck is a globe? Mm-hmm. Where they fucking are talking about sex and crap. I'm like, what I get that I know like apparently this season was like more sex positive, which I appreciate because in all of my reason why I stayed off of the freaking bachelor and bachelor because there's so many freaking seasons where it's like this dude's a virgin. 
that's I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck if he's a virgin. I'm sorry. Why is that the selling point? I don't get it. There's shows a lot of but she was like weirdly obsessed with the contestants. Like, yeah. And what the fuck was up with that mud wrestling thing? What the some fuck? Some of the dates were just. I was, there's some weird things that happened. Oh my season. god. Wait, there... the challenge that Katie did where like they don't take care of themselves for a week. Oh my god. That was so weird. Okay, it started. And that was I so weird. I didn't like that. Oh. Apparently, there was this one. I don't think. I don't know when. Um, which it was the dad i forget his name i liked him though michael michael Mike. yes michael a yeah yes thank you i was like michael i was like i think um he i love so him sweet. and i feel like okay so uh i liked him and he was because they did like an after thing like who actually followed the challenge and and like and like everyone, and like who didn't? I think no, who didn't follow it? And he rose his hand, and he was like, "At least he's being honest." Yes, <laughs> I love Michael. I I think it's between a lot of people saying it's between him and Andrew who they want. Yes, yeah, I've heard that, and I have a determinant of who I think it is. Um, I loved Andrew S. I loved yeah. him. I love that he quoted Bridgerton. I think that's a plus. Uh, Actually, <laughs> he I showed up with a British accent. I love I spent it. this so, entire week reading the Bridgerton series, so I, I appreciate that too. Yes, I, mean, I, I love that he quoted "I burn for you," and I'm like, part of me was like, "Yes, Barlow and Bear," but also Bridgerton. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was um, good. Yes, who do you, uh, I want to hear your people, theory. I want to hear your so theory. So my two people that I absolutely love this season, of course, was Andrew S. and Michael A. Yes. Um. Which I liked that, uh, especially this season, because they're not supposed to have cell phones, but they allowed Michael to have his cell phone so he could talk to his son, yeah. which was the main, his son is the main reason why he went home. Like, he mm-hmm. asked to go home. Um, I yeah. think he would have went farther if, I think, yeah. um, if, if he didn't have to go home, but I, I do give him props that he chose to go home, though. So, as I said, I think, it's, I think it's between Andrew and Michael. I honestly, because I looked on their Instagram and I saw who they're asking for, like, the Bachelorette, who they're mm-hmm. auditioning the Bachelorette, I think it's going to be Michael who's going to be the I Bachelorette. Think, isn't there an ad to, because like, it, for, for single mothers. For yeah, single and mothers, divorcees. And, and I was like... So, I think it's going to be Michael. Because that specifically, because they're saying single mothers, yeah, it seems weird why they would say that for Andrew. Yeah, I see that. So mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be Michael, and I'm happy because I like because we don't know Michael. Uh, essentially, his uh, his wife passed away after yeah. uh, they have their son from breast cancer. Yeah, which is so, so sad. So, and sad. I love how he showed up. Oh my! I loved that. I I just loved him. I just loved him. He's such a good guy. Okay, wait. Apparently, he started an organization because of his wife's death, and I was just like, like he's the perfect man. Oh, that makes that makes me love him more. That makes me want him to be. I will watch his season of The Bachelor just because it's him. Like I just want him to be happy. happy So. Yeah, I just want him to be the bachelor. I will all the listeners rally for Michael to be the bachelor. 
please. And get get Diana. Get Diana to be the best to, to, to freaking be on that season. Please. I really I really like Andrew, but I feel like he could also do really well on Bachelor in Paradise, maybe next yes, year. Yes, I feel like Bachelor Bachelor in Paradise would fit him better than being the Bachelor. Yeah, I agree. I I don't know. I guess we'll see. I don't know. Um, we'll see. Oh, wait. One thing I want to talk about this happened after the final rose. I don't know if your article recapped it, but at the end, Blake was talking about Katie, and then he was like, I know I don't always express my feelings the best way, and then he got a couple people in the room to stand up with a boombox. Oh my they, god, yes, and they play the song that they, they dance, dance to. to. It was so cute. <laughs> Which is so adorable and I'm, sexy. Look, it was <laughs> so cute, and I feel like it perfectly it, illustrates why they are so compatible. Because didn't it was a recreatment of what he did. Yes. It was, it was like two of their yeah. It was like two of their like biggest moments. One was where he was holding the boombox after her it was hot and I can't tell you how much I swooned when he did that. Like, I it was so cute. Like I'm I'm so rooting for this couple. Yes. Also they are astrologically super compatible, so I love that you know that. I, I love know that i do know that just for preference i'm a sagittarius <laughs> I if there's any what what are my compatibility signs okay well i can't say that because it's more ba- your compatibility is more based on your moon sign your venus sign, or your mars sign sun signs don't really matter as much let's be fair my my i think my son i think you my are... I'm oh, a, I'm a double Sagittarius. So. You are yeah, you're Sagittarius Sun and Rising, and you are a Aries Moon. So you have so, so much fire in your heart. So um, I'm single, y'all. So if <laughs> does anyone? Oh, I mean, there? I have a Leo Moon. Does um, anyone out say? there? If there's anyone out there. Yeah, I'm a Leo Moon, and I'm I a single Pringle. Um, if you like the sound of my voice, yeah, <laughs> I particularly like air signs because they're like super smart, and I really go for the smart ones. That's my... what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> what is that supposed to mean, Meta? Are you saying I'm not smart just because I'm all no. liar? <laughs> no. Okay, you know what? This is not happening. <laughs> um, next week we're going to be recapping the Kissing Booth trilogy because that last uh, week comes which out I'm not. on this Friday, I think. Um, Meta, how do I tomorrow. feel about this? How do I feel about this? Yeah, tomorrow. Leslie hates it. She does not want to do this at all, which is I what like I'm it. super excited for. I don't it. like it. I'm like so it. excited because it Leslie gives me gives fan fiction moments, and I don't like that. <laughs> See, I'm not a person it's coming fan from me where I more. read so much Wattpad, it's unhealthy. So I'm not personally a fan of the Kissing Booth either, but just the fact that you hate it that much makes me so excited. I hate it. I have yeah. seen only the first one. I yeah. and I haven't seen. seen the sequel. Look, I was like, I didn't like the first one. This is, that's what I was going to say. We're doing a trilogy. So you have to watch the first one, the second one, and the third one. I'm, I'm not going to be a happy camper. 
I'm gonna, not going to be a happy camper. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm not reading. I'm reading a good book, but it's really depressing. I'm reading Wilder Girls, which is mm-hmm. about, I can, literally can't, it's literally about all, an all-girls school that's under quarantine. And literally during, like, essentially, they call it the talks. And it's essentially, like, a pandemic. And they're mm-hmm. not allowed to go home. Dude, I and but that. but but like it's something like it it like doesn't just affect their like their immune it affects their bodies like this one girl has like scales on her arm oh. like well, it affects people differently it's oh it's it's it is a good book like it, how they describe yeah. it's interesting but I can't take a break I can't I have to watch the kissing booth and read that I'm no, not imagine imagine reading that and then watching the kissing booth. I'm not gonna be happy. The only saving grace is that we go to your house tomorrow. I'm watching Marvel. That's the only saving grace for me. Literally. Or you can hold it and watch the kissing booth together. This is not no. This should be interesting. <laughs> I'm very excited. Tune in next week to watch it. Um, yes. And then. Uh, we'll... Okay. Do we, do we have any final thoughts before I close this out? Um, no, I will say I'm excited to see how Bachelor in Paradise and Michelle season of The Bachelorette go. And actually, I think overall, I'm, I was really happy with this season. Okay. Was so, with that, yeah, I really oh. like, oh, we, we, we didn't give our rating. We didn't yeah, give our rating. This is it. We uh, I give it, because of the drama, and you know I love some good drama. Um, I think the dating got in the way of the drama. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna give it a good A minus. I think I would watch this again. I think I would watch. I might even watch the actual show. I might. Oh. Uh, yeah. uh, uh, so uh, that what well, I give it an A minus, which in my mind is like a four and a half, five, just because there were some guys that were horrible and I don't like them. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd probably give it like a four point two out of five. I really liked Katie as a bachelorette. I think she got rid of drama really quickly. She did her best. Yeah, and I liked most of the guys. And I think there was a good mix between drama and romance, I thought. so. I think there should have been more drama, but <laughs> not me. As we, met, as we mentioned, you know, I am, I am an all-fire, so I like conflict. No, look, if you if you like that, go back and watch the recaps of Peter Weber season and Matt James season. Okay. <laughs> really like it. Um, so with that being said, as Mena said, we are reviewing the Kissing Booth trilogy next week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be posting about any upcoming episodes or changes to those episodes on our social media account. You can follow us at and underscore chaos cinema on TikTok and Instagram. Um, you can see us next week. Usually we post on uh, Tuesdays. This week was special because we've just been busy this week. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening and have a great rest of your day. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye.